show you my ladies and gentlemen welcome to another edition of wednesdays with wheels it's your favorite friend on wednesdays david wheels maxwell great to see everybody uh listen this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Falenga's gourmet and artisan cotton candy listen this takes cotton candy to a whole new level you know you go to the the baseball game a hockey game you can get uh flavors like cherry and and blueberry no 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 not at Falenga's. at Falenga's, we've got flavors like fireball banana pickle i said it pickle now uh the best thing about Falenga's is they're all gluten-free all gmo free so you don't have to worry about if your kids have allergies if you have allergies it's it's great for the whole family you know, Falenga says to me every every month, they say, Wheels, what kind of flavors you want us to send you this month? I say, Falengas, I have I can't pick, so just send them all to me. I'll pay the dentist bill later. Uh they're <laughs> listen, they're at the public market, they do uh private events, they even do cotton candy cakes. That's what I said, cotton candy cakes. You can get it in the shape of a cake for the kids. So call my friend Jennifer over at 585-415-1817. Your taste buds will thank you. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm super excited about this podcast, and I'm going to tell you why. I have my good friend Alicia Hicks with me, and you might know Alicia from, we talk about her on the We Show all the time, uh, from Vitalize uh, Medical Center. Alicia, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I can't hear you, Alicia. I don't know what's. I don't know why we can't hear you. Hold on. We're having a little technical. Oh, wait a minute. I know why, Alicia. That was my fault. Try talking now. No, I still can't hear you. All right. This is, this is, uh, this is not good. Um, we just spent like an hour talking just between the two of us, and I could hear you fine. Let me try this again. Try talking now. Nope, nothing. Try, uh, try it now. Now I lost Alicia altogether. Ladies and gentlemen, bear with us. Sometimes this happens. We just sat here for an hour before we went live. Just talking like the old friends do and everything was great and then we go live uh for the podcast and uh stuff hits the fan uh let's see let me bring her back into the stream real quick i can hear you now so let me just bring you back in i don't i don't know what was happening there all right so let me right. her, let me introduce her again alicia hicks Alicia is from Vitalize, and Alicia has a great story of her own. And when I started this podcast, it was my goal to tell people's story that maybe you didn't know, because I believe that everybody has a story. So you don't have to be on the radio or famous to have a story, and that's the stories that I really like to tell. So we're going to start uh, uh, here. Alicia, uh, your story begins you were you were overweight and uh, significant significantly tell people if you don't mind at your heaviest what were you 354 354 okay and so what was it that 
how long ago was that by the way so that was like 2013. i'm echoing tools do you hear the echo i do hear it but i don't know why yeah i don't i'm not sure why um we're just gonna go with the echo for now and hopefully okay. hopefully it clears up um so 2013 and what was it that made you decide at that time that you needed to do something to uh lose the weight and better your life so i have three kids my young was born in 2012 and i realized that if i didn't my life i wouldn't be here to see them grow up i would have died um it's just it's not healthy to carry the amount of weight right i want to see if i can do something here because the echo is pretty bad and i i don't really want people to be able to to hear so let me just see what i can do i want to go bear with us guys this happens with technology every once in a while let me just try a few things. Um, Do you want me to log on and back? Uh, yeah, can you try that? Okay. Let's see what happens. Sorry, guys, again, bear with us. We're just trying to uh, get everything to work. Um, like I said, everything was working before we went live. Uh, it seems a little bit better. Okay. And you can hear me, right? I can hear you. Okay. So, all right. So it was 2013 and just started. And I was a baby cow. And you were a baby cow. And tell people <laughs> again, because you were breaking up a little bit, how much did you weigh? 354 pounds 354 pounds and just because you were bringing up again so i'm going to ask these questions again uh what was the motivating factor for you to lose weight i, I have three kids my youngest daughter was born a year prior um i have a husband I have a family and it just it wasn't healthy i was gonna die i wasn't gonna see my kids grow up and i have a family like a, a very strong history of cardiac disease in my family i was my dad had his first heart attack i think at 34. so i was like headed right down that same path okay and it's interesting to me because we talked about it yesterday when you and i we met for about 15 or 20 minutes just talking about some questions that we went over and one of the things you had said to me was that you believe that you know when you gain 15 or 20 pounds you can say that's because of let's just say COVID, right Right. But when you get to the size that you were at, you you were telling me that you believe it's because of underlying issues that you have to deal with. Yeah, I mean, I feel that you know, food is an addiction. Um, it it masks whatever's troubling you. Some people turn to alcohol. Some turn to drugs. Some turn to excessive spending or gambling. For me, food was my drug. It made me feel so good when I felt like everything around me was so bad. Right. And so what was the first steps you took to try to lose the weight? 
So I was lucky enough where um, Dr. Ralph Madeb, who now lives in um, New York City, I was a urology nurse and I worked for him. And him, as well as some of his colleagues, started Vitalize, which is a wellness center. Um, he no longer owns us. Dr. Angel Boab owns us now. However, um, I was lucky enough to be one of the first people to participate in their HCG weight loss program. It's basically an injection of HCG in conjunction with a low calorie diet, and it, it really jumpstarts your weight loss. So it's what Dale did. Right. And I think Dale's lost close to like 85 pounds at this point. He looks um, like a whole new man. I know, I know. It was so great working with him. He's such a great guy. Um, so I did that at the beginning to drop 48 pounds in 40 days. Um, and then I did proceed to go on. I, I knew I needed to make a lifestyle change. So I did that with bariatric surgery. Um, I've never hidden the fact that I've had bariatric surgery. I've never said, you know, I, I just lost all this weight with diet and exercise. It's not true. Bariatric surgery was my tool to lose weight. So I, I did do that. Um, Dr. D. Benedetto with Rochester General was great. Um, I lost about 80 pounds with surgery. And then I did the HCG diet again to continue. And now, well, how many years later is it, Wheels? Like since 2013, I'm down 207 pounds. That is amazing. So I, I pretty much lost a human being. <laughs> That that is amazing, and I have to tell you, I didn't I didn't know your whole story uh, until a couple of years ago, and I think I saw a picture. You had a side by side picture of what you used to weigh and what you weigh now, and, right. and I was like, that's not, I I didn't even recognize. It was like wow. So let me ask you this: um, when what is when you lost all the weight? Right. Was there um, some some new things that you had to get used to? Let me ask it this way. What is one thing that you didn't realize was going to be different once you once you lost all the weight? So, you know, it's your whole persona changes. When I was 354 pounds, I still always had that goofy flirtatious type personality right right um but you go and you are goofy and flirtatious and people kind of just they laugh with you they don't take you seriously whatever because right. you know 354 pounds you know you're right. just one of the guys right but you know when i became who i am now i really have to like tame that down because if i'm goofy and flirtatious which is my normal personality it comes across or can be coming across like I'm truly interested. And right. well, no, that's not the case. That's just right. me. Right. And, you know, I really had to kind of figure out who I had become. My husband says all the time that he's married two different women. So we've been together 24 years. So the me that he had the first half was very insecure. I was, you know, constantly, where are you going? Who are you with? Um, I didn't like to leave the house. I was, I didn't like people, especially other women. Um, I always found some sort of reason to be not nice, so to speak. And it was, I always kind of displayed it on other people when in fact it was that I was not happy with myself. Right. 
then I go and I transform and I lose weight. And now it's like my self-esteem is up here and people are noticing me. And of course, who doesn't like the attention? And it's, it's just a lot like the relationship, the relationships with friends, with family, with everybody, it, it really does change, you know, who you are as a person when you develop that self-esteem to know your worth. And you know, not everyone can accept that. Right. And it's interesting because when you and I were talking yesterday, I said that, uh, well, your story and my story are two totally different stories. I see a lot of our stories being the same. Right. Because I relate to the I'm very outgoing and very flirtatious as well. Right. But right. Some people that don't know how to handle the wheelchair are just like, oh, you're so cute. You know, and they they want right. to they, they want to like pinch your cheeks and pat you on the top of the head. Right. And send you home with a lollipop. So my friend Sarah and I, um, I used to work with her. She's a great girl. We used to joke all the time and people would always say to us, oh, my gosh, you have such a pretty face. Right. I'm like, oh, well, thanks. I've got a pretty face, but you don't notice the rest of me being, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a pretty face. Right. I'm so much more than right. just a pretty face. Yeah. But Absolutely. again, at 354 pounds, you know, you people can't see past that. They, they don't want to see past that. And it isn't it isn't it and I'd be interested to get your perspective on this. Isn't it more a society type thing? Because we're oh. taught we're taught as a society that this is the perfect human being, right? Right. So if you don't fit that mold, you're you not know, perfect. Right. And I feel really bad for the generations that are like after us, like my daughter's age, my my daughter who's 17, um, and even her sisters that you know, my other daughter that's 10 and 12. You know they're they're seeing these women and, and right. don't get me wrong i think kim kardashian is like super hot but it's not realistic like right. i can't tell you being in the aesthetics field how many women come in including myself and say make me look like this person make me right. look like that person right. so society has really kind of imprinted on us what we are supposed to be and it's causing so many issues with you know younger kids because that's what they think they have to look up to. Like right. you're so much more than just a, you know, just a shell in a, in a, in a body. Right. I'm just going to put a, a, your, one of your cousins, I think. Oh, no. Yes. 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 <laughs> well, I have to tell you real quick. This is a side note that I am very good friends with the Marco family and I see them uh, quite often. We camp right next to each other. So. so oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. that's on my dad's side. Yeah. So. So small world there. Um, it's interesting to me. I want to talk to you a little bit, and I mentioned this to you yesterday. And you sort of touched on it, but I want you to talk about it a little bit more. When you lost all the weight and you're getting some other attention, right? And so now people kind of want to hang out with you. So right. how do you how do you deal with that? Do you kind of do you kind of shun them aside because you say you didn't want anything to do with me when I was 300 and something pounds? But now that I'm skinny, you want to hang out. So, you know, it, it's funny that you say that because, you know, I've never really. It, it's been more like with my personal relationships. You know what okay. I mean? Like I've had people I've had people come up to me um, 
that I haven't seen in a very long time that are like, wow, you look great. You're so beautiful. And I say to myself, yeah, but in high school, you used to say X, Y, and Z. Right. Um, but for me, it, it really was trying to, and I'm still growing in this aspect of, you know, being who I am, but not being too much. Do you know what I mean? Like right. it's, it becomes a point where it's like, you can have too much self-esteem and sure. you almost become conceited. And I try not to be that way. Sure. It's just like, I, like my husband and I were talking the other day and I was like, you know, I have been a fat girl for half of my life. Right. And now I'm not. So right. I'm trying to figure out kind of how to navigate through this world of, you know, new and even with my job like you know i'm on the radio i'm public with with vitalize you know without damaging personal relationships without right. alienating you know my husband or my kids because you know they've been with me since the beginnings right. you know they, they stopped by me when i was 300 pounds they loved you through everything they loved me through everything right they weren't they weren't uh what we would what uh what my grandmother would have called fair weather friends exactly yeah that's what my grandmother always used to say you right. don't need them they're they just blow with the wind she used right to say. uh it's interesting to, to me though with losing all the weight alicia and we know that food was your sort of your coping mechanism we'll call it is there do you still struggle with that and how do you is there ever any worry of going back to what you used to be Yes. I struggle with it every day of my life. I have a very addictive personality. I mean, I can, t I can admit that. Um, so through my transition, when I, when you took away food from me, okay, I switched, I wasn't really ready to make that mental change to not feed my stress, so to speak. Right. Okay. So I would eat and then I would make myself throw up. I basically became bulimic. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, they called it scarf and barf. Like literally I would make myself throw up sometimes 15 to 20 times a day. Right. Um, and I remember being hospitalized and my parents saying, if you don't get this together, we're sending you away. Like, right. because I was literally eating and then going to throw up because I was so afraid to get back. So when I kind of suppressed that, I went on to excessive spending, right? Okay. So now I'm fueling my stress, my demons, by spending money that I have no business to spend, right? So right. now I'm putting myself in debt. Right. So once that happens, then it gets more consumed with what I look like. And I work someplace where I've got access to everything. I've got Botox, I've got fillers. You know, and I don't lie. I mean, yes, I've had liposuction. I've had a tummy tuck. I've had it all done. But you become so obsessive. And I've switched addictions. Luckily, I've never become addicted to alcohol or to drugs. Okay. And I think that's because I've seen the negative impact on it through family members that I have. Um, but I definitely can tell you I have an addictive personality. And I have since I broke my hip last year um haven't been able to exercise it's been very frustrating um i actually require hip surgery in a few months and 
you know, I've gained 25 pounds. People think, okay, well, you had gastric bypass. You took the easy way out. You can't get fat again. No, I can though. It's just a tool. Like I'm over 10 years out. My pouch is that's what they call it when they make your stomach. Right. My pouch is stretched out. It's the same size as it was prior to surgery. So right. it does take work for me now to maintain my appearance. Right. And I've become obsessed with the scale. I'll get on it two, three, four times a day. And I have to like kind of step myself back and be like, Alicia, stop. Like right. just stop. So is there is there an uh, aspect? Can you like go, can you go talk to someone? Then the reason I asked that was when you talk about demons, I think a lot of people that deal with weight loss, right? They, they we talk about like yo-yo dieting, right? Right. That's because for a while, um, you, you feel good about yourself because you see the weight loss, but then you get back into regular life. So when you talk about like demons that you were dealing with and all that kind of stuff, what has it ever been helpful for you to go talk to somebody? Was that a was that a, Still, a step that you took? You know, they put you through um, counseling prior to surgery, but I really think it's kind of a joke because you know what you have to say to be cleared for surgery. They ask you things like, you know, do you have a supportive family? Are you ready to make a change? Are right. you ready to eat right? Of course you know how to answer those questions, right? right. You'd be a dummy not to answer them correctly. Um, so have I talked to somebody about that? No, but I, can I tell you who truly helped me become accountable? Um, my accountability really comes from my patients. I have to be honest with you. I deal with so many people on a daily basis. Oh, my Deanna. Hi, boo. I love you. <laughs> um, my, my patients keep me accountable. They keep me on track. They help me as much as I help them. So when they come in and they tell me, you know, it was a bad week. I had a cookout. I had a, you know, I struggled. I'm up two pounds. I relate to that. Life happens. You know, you're going to have a day where you're going to eat like a pig and, you know, gain three pounds that you have to make a lifestyle change. You have to know, okay, today was a bad day, but tomorrow is going to be better. And I'm going to go back to the basics. So my patients really do keep me accountable in the fact that, I'm there to help them and support them. They're there to help and support me in ways that they don't even realize because I can't go back to who that Alicia was 10 years ago. I won't have a job. Like who's going to listen to a 354 pound woman be like, you have to go on a diet. They're going to be like, yeah, so do right. you. Right. Yeah. That's very interesting. And you know, again, this is where I see our stories sort of connecting, right? Because during COVID I was, wasn't moving around as much as I normally do. You know, before COVID, I was going out three or four nights a week, getting in and out of cars, all kinds of things. So I started walking. Which and, I was so proud of you. I loved watching your journey, by the yeah, way. And and I'm back at it now. I had a little bit of an injury, had to stop for a while, but I'm back at it now. But I would post on Facebook. And really, that posting on Facebook wasn't because I was trying to brag, right? But it was because, like you, with your patients, they give you, they give you more than you're giving them. Those comments gave me way more than I thought I was giving to people by them seeing me. Exactly. Because it held me accountable to say I have to get up and do this, not only for myself, but because other people are now looking to see what I'm doing. So right. I, 
I, I really understand that. So now when you, after you lose all the weight, you then transition into uh, beauty pageants. Which, oh, by I... the way, was this always something that? No, no, never. First of all, I have the worst mouth ever. So the thought of me, like, be, like even doing this and not dropping a swear word is amazing. By the way, by the way, let me just say, girl, give me the swear words because this is a podcast. We can say whatever we want. No, I can't. It's not. It's not. It's, it's not ladylike wheels. Remember, I'm bougie. I'm not supposed to be inappropriate. I know, but sometimes it's funny, and then you know. Sometimes it just slips. Right. Like the story about how Wheeze, that ass, left you in the car when you came to vitalize. Oh, we will, we will tell that story. And by the way, <laughs> let's tell. We'll tell the story now, and then we'll jump into to uh, to your to the beauty queen. The beauty my queen. my my experience as a pageant girl. By the way, where's the crown? I you didn't wear the crown on the Wednesdays with Wheels show. I didn't. I didn't win the crown. I wasn't good enough. I thought you won the crown. No, I didn't win my crown. They, I, they still owe me a crown. Damn it! All right, I'm buying a damn crown. I want my crown. I'm, but you know what I'm gonna do? My gonna peacock you, feathers. I'm gonna get you a yes, because your mother calls you a peacock because she but, said you, <laughs> you like to strut your feathers. I'm gonna right. get you a Wednesdays with Wheels crown. You I'm gonna, the, and I will wear it every day. You are going to be the first ever Wednesdays with Wheels beauty queen. Can I get the sash too? Yes, I'm going to get you a sash. Okay. I'm Just don't make me the, pose in a bathing suit. I, I won't. Okay. I, I won't. I'm way too nice for that. Okay. Plus, if I, if I asked you, you could just tip me over and then, you know. But that would be mean, and that would be against all my ethics. Like, I had to take a code of ethics to become a nurse, so that would be, like, not nice. Okay, well, then I'm glad that that's not going to happen. But, so let's just talk about what happened when I went to vitalize with Brother Weez. We were, we were, I think Deanna was actually in the waiting room the day this happened. Uh, but uh, we were going, and now listen, I'm not going to lie to you, Alicia. I've always heard that you and the, the ladies over at Vitalize are very attractive. So when, wow. we, when we said we got to stop at Vitalize, I was like, hey, this is great. Wheels can hit on some of the girls and maybe I'll get a date. It'll be great. And we pull in the parking lot and he says, okay, bro, stay in the car. I'll be out in 10 minutes. I think it was a half hour later. I'm telling He took all the fun out of it for you, Wheels. He took all the fun out of it. Bad bastard. Yeah, but look at you have me now all to yourself on your show. I love and all it. he did was get to see me today for a brief 10 minutes for me to give him a shot and stab him in the rear end. I love it. And by the way, I will say this about our good friend brother Weez. Uh he's the one that said to me, You have to have Alicia on the podcast because she has a great story. And I said, Listen, I want to have her on. Let's and then we set it up. So here you are. So I'm now calling Brother Wee's my booking agent. There you go. He's my booking agent, and I, and I love him for it. Um, so I want to talk to you about your your Beauty queen of, experience? Your beauty queen experience. So tell us, first of all, what beauty pageant was it? So it was the Mrs. New York pageant. Okay. 
Jessica Lar, who is my esthetician at Vitalized, beautiful redhead girl, sweetest girl anybody would ever meet in the whole wide world. Like when I hired her, I was like, I don't think you and I can be friends because I'm not as nice as you. Like I'm a little bit mean. And because she's just like, I've never met anybody who's just so sweet and kind hearted. But she won in 2015. So we were talking and she's like, oh my gosh, you totally have to do a pageant. You have got to do this pageant. I was like, are you out of your effing mind? Me do a pageant. You must seriously have lost your mind. I won't be able to get through interview without saying something inappropriate. Right. She's like, no, you don't understand. You have such a great story. You're such a great talker. They will absolutely love you. And I'm like, I don't know. So then it kind of turned into, well, wait a minute. This will be great for like marketing. You know you, what? Pageant girls, right? They love Botox. They love fillers. They love facials. Sure. Throw me sure. into like, pick me out into the Mrs. New York pageant world to, to gain business for Vitalize. Right. So here I am totally out of my comfort zone. I hire a pageant coach, right? Where I meet once a week hold on the hold, telephone. Hold, hold on a second. They have pageant coaches? There are pageant coaches, right? So I had to learn how to walk. I had to learn how to answer questions. Like I would spend an hour. Do you get, do you hear my dog barking outside? Is that like driving you nuts? No, I mean I we hear it, but it's not a big deal. Because I'm gonna I'll let her like run, like go somewhere. Oh, no, it's all right. Okay. It's okay. So my pageant coach, who I absolutely adored, right? We would spend over an hour on the phone once a week and she would ask me potential questions that would be thrown at me in interview and teach me how like, what to. Would you, like, what would you do to save the world? No, they, so they aren't allowed to go rogue on you and ask you things like that. It would more so be like questions like, um, you know, I can't even think of any off the top of my head right now. There were just so many that we practiced. But, you know, a big one was, why would you want to become Mrs. New York? So, like, I literally had that spiel memorized in my head. And I never even got asked that damn question. Well, give us your answer. You remember the answer? Give it to us. I don't know the answer now. It's like two years ago. The pageant's coming up in July, and I'm, I'm actually a volunteer. I'm, I'm going to work. But then I got asked to judge a pageant in August in Hudson Valley. So I'll be traveling to Hudson Valley to judge a pageant. Well, now, but, so that's. That's that's awesome. First of all, I was going to make a joke when you said she had to teach you how to walk. I wonder if she could teach me how to walk. She might, but you but you have to do it in high heels that are like this tall, and you have to be able oh, yeah. to like cachet yourself down and like hand on your hip, and there's like skinny poses and chubby poses. I mean, and I, I've got attitude, but nobody wants to see these legs in high heels. I literally, the when I was about, so the woman, Alyssa, who was actually helping in the back, um, okay. on the back, in the backstage, when I had to walk out in a bathing suit, I was literally back there hyperventilating, ready to vomit. I was like dying. And right. she just kind of like got me and like pushed me out there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm standing in front of all these people and I've got a bathing suit on. And because in my eyes, I still see a fat girl. So right. I just kind of like went with it. And it's funny because if my husband hears 
the song that I walked down to, he's like, you know, you walk down to that song in your bathing suit. And I didn't even remember because like I hear I, I, there was nothing. I knew nothing that was going on around me. What song was it? I have no idea. I can't remember. Oh, we see this is where we need your husband. I know I, he's getting a haircut right now. This is where we need your husband. But I'm interested because we talked about this a little. We talked about this yesterday. And one of the things you said you struggled with was with doing the pageant was because you have this new this new body, right? And and but they're putting you in bathing suits. And right. there I think I'm gonna let you go from there, but you talked about how, you know, are they judging me on the kind of person I am or what does I'm gonna let you go from there. So I really struggled with this whole concept of, you know, my appearance can impact how I can help or motivate or encourage women, children, men, right? Like what does what I look like in a bathing suit or how I walk in an evening gown down a stage, how does, what does that tell you about me and my personality, my journey, my struggle and what I can do, you know, to hold, do to help the, help people you know, fight their own demons and their own struggles. Like it's got nothing to do with it. Um, and I, I, it was very, it was very kind of disheartening. I really battled with it. Cause it's like, I've got three people here that have never met me, only have asked me three questions my entire life. And they're judging me pretty much based on what I look like, which stands for everything against what, like who I am now. Like right. I am not that person that's going to judge you for what you look like. Like I could be 300 pounds and still be a motivating person. Right. But Absolutely. in that world, you're not. <laughs> and it's interesting because I'm thinking about this as you're telling that story. Right. And like, if you were to represent New York as Miss New York and go to functions as Miss New York, you're not wearing your bikini. <laughs> Right. right. You have to, I think it's, you have to be, and don't get me wrong. The organization is great. It does great things. The, the women, the sisterhood is great. Okay. I've always just kind of been that weird quirky one around a whole bunch of girls. But again, I mean, they really do represent something, you know, amazing and they do great things when they reign. Like Jessica did amazing things. Our current Mrs. New York or Mrs. America does great things. It's just, you know, it was hard for me because I want to teach my own girls that, you know, you're not judged on your appearance. I mean, you, right. it's not what you see on the outside. And I feel, I kind of felt like that's what it was. You know what I mean? Like I'm allowing people to go against what I believe in, in the fact that I'm up here letting you judge me. And right. And it all, it all goes back to what we talked about earlier in the podcast, right? Uh, about it's what society says is exactly is the perfect exactly. Uh, person and the perfect body and and right. uh, you know uh, it's inter one of the questions I wanted to ask you was do you still and you've touched on this a little bit but I want you to go a little deeper if you can do you still see yourself as that fat girl I do I do I struggle with it like tremendously to the point where I will ask my children, I'll ask my husband a million times, do I look fat? Do I look fat? Do I look right. fat in this? I'm like my worst critic. Um, 
And people will see me and they'll be like, oh my gosh, you're so small. And I'll be like, are you crazy? I've gained 25 pounds. But right. I'm kind of like, I always, I still see that morbidly obese woman looking in the mirror. And it yeah. scares me to that I could, I could end up like that again. Yeah. It's interesting because you said, you know, your, your personality stayed the same, but because of your personality and because of the weight loss, that person, the way others perceived you changed. Now, you were saying how, you know, you've, you've been with your husband. How many years have you been with your husband? Twenty. It'll be 24 years. 24 so I was a kid. Years. I was 18 years old. Right. And when did the, when did the weight gain start for you? I mean, I was never small. So like in high okay. school, I was probably like 150, 160 pounds, which in high school, that's the big girl. Like, you know what I mean? You got right. all these little things right. running around and then there's me, which right. now if I could be 150 pounds, I'd be in my glory. Um, but, you know, it just I grew up like I had touched on earlier. My dad had a heart attack very young. Um, I think he was like 34 or 36 years old. So I grew up always, you know my mom always making like, you know, we always had skim milk. We always had, if we had soda, it was diet. Um, it was healthier food. Right. So now I go right. off to college and I'm on my own and I discover regular Pepsi and I discover, you know, everything that I not so to say deprived of because, you know, I, I ate as a kid, I'm Italian. We had, you know, it's what we do. But I mean, anything pasta that was a, pasta was probably a regular uh, was a staple in the every diet, single right? Wednesday and Sunday was pasta in my house. Right. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, I just started eating like crap. It was kind of like, OK, you're in college, you're living in a dorm. You go to Taco Bell or Brockport. You know what I mean? It just it kind of snowballed and it just right. got worse and worse and worse and worse. And I remember and when I worked out in Batavia. So I live in Hilton and I would take the specific way to work. This is how bad it was. And I would pass by a McDonald's on Route 19 and I would have to stop there to get my two, not one, but two Egg McMuffins, right? So okay. I would eat my two Egg McMuffins and I would be on my way to work and be oh so jolly. And then lunchtime would come. Or a drug rep would bring in bagels or something like that. And, if, you know, of course, I got to eat those, too. Lunchtime right. would come, and I'd be like, you know what? I really want Wendy's. So I'd go to have Wendy's, and I'd be like, okay, now I really want pizza. And if I didn't get that piece of pizza, like, I could not function with my day. Like, I needed it. Like a crackhead, right. feeding crack. So I'd go right. down the street and get pizza. I swear to God, the fast food restaurants in Batavia, they must have loved me. I must have kept them in business. Now that did, I don't live there anymore and I lost weight, they're probably all going poor. Did you know, did you know the people that worked there by name? Yeah, they probably were like, oh, here comes that, here comes that baby orca again. Oh, <laughs> stop. I, I mean, I get, I get it. I get it. And it's, so I wanted to talk, I wanted to touch a little bit on the family aspect again, because your husband's been with you for 24 years. You've got children. And when your, when your physical appearance changes, so now you're, 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 getting some more attention and you have to tone back your personality a little bit because they knew you as heavy Alicia. And that was a different person personality wise a little bit. Was there some adjustments within the family as well? Oh, absolutely. So 
my mom always tells me that, you know, I, I'm, I think I'm too, I, they, I think I'm too much. I need to concentrate less on my appearance and more on this, that, and the other. Um, I think it definitely caused a rift between, you know, my, my husband and I for, for a few different reasons. I mean, again, like right. I said, he says he married two different people. I'm not that right. same, I'm not that same passive Alicia that would allow anything or, or any, anything to be said or done to me. Like I evolved. Do you know what I mean? I've become, I don't tolerate anything anymore. So people have stopped talking to me. They don't necessarily like me, um, which is fine. You don't have to like me. You will respect me, but you don't have to like me. Yeah, I know. See my mom, she says I'm a peacock. She's jealous. Uh She doesn't realize I got my peacockness from her. (laughs) That's Um, funny. Hi mom, by the way. (laughs) but you know we work through it and you know it's it's an adjustment I've got friends that I I I mean like you said earlier about posting pictures you know if there's just one person that I can help motivate to you know realize you know you're not in this alone if it's you Um, know you've been struggling with the scale you maybe feel bad about yourself you you know the fridge calling your name like you can do it if I can do it anybody can do it and I did not take the easy way out, despite what people say. Um, it's hard. I can't, I, I, I joke with my mom all the time. And I say, listen, when I die, I want to be laid out like at the Brook House. And I want to be in the middle of a buffet because I love food. So I just want everybody to eat like around me right. because I can't eat a buffet. I like, I can't physically eat that much food. Right. But I, I tell her all the time. I'm like, that's how I want to be buried. Like bury me. On a buffet table. Now, another area I wanted, that's so funny to me. <laughs> so, so, so funny to me. <laughs> you just picture me like laying out all pretty and bougie, like in the middle of the table. Right. With gnocchi and meatballs and oh, Caesar yeah. salad around me. And yeah, and some greens and beans. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the best uh, way. It's interesting because you're so, you're in the medical field. Right. You had mentioned that you've had uh, liposuction, mm-hmm. I, you said, and a tummy tuck, right? Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me because I've also had, I also know people that have gone the gastric bypass route and the other different ways of losing weight. And one of the things people struggle with is when you lose a drastic amount of weight, your skin, because when you're bigger, it stretches out. So then you lose the weight and then you have excess skin. It's it, and I want your thoughts on this. But for me, it's a shame that insurance doesn't cover things like that. Right. Because I feel like you lose the weight, but then you have other things that you are self-conscious about because of that. Right. So they, when I had my tummy tuck, it was not covered by insurance. I'm very thankful for my family. They helped me, you know, pay for it. Um, but they took nine pounds of skin. Right. Off from around my belly and like my back area. Like that's nine pounds of skin. I mean, that's that's how much my first baby was born. That's how much she weighed. You right. know what I mean? And the fact that insurance will not cover it. But I should take that back. They'll cover it in only a small amount. So like a small area in the front. 
which then will leave your sides there, right? Right. Um, and you have to have, it has to hang over a certain amount of area. You have to get rashes and you have to maintain your weight. So right. I maintained my weight, but I didn't have the other issues. So right. I wasn't a candidate to have anything covered. So there was a big surgery. It was a nine hour surgery. I was in the hospital for two days. They took off nine pounds of skin. Um, and yeah, you're right. They'll, they'll cover. And again, I have nothing bad to say about, you know, people's choices in life or the, the whole transgender thing. I I'm totally cool with that. Right. Right. But they'll cover that aspect of things, but they won't cover for someone like me to have excess skin removed mm. or, you know, diabetics to have their insulin paid for, or, right. you know, people with anaphylaxis to bee stings for their EpiPens. I right. mean, it, it's just, it's kind of disheartening to me. Well, yeah. And, and I, and I'll tell you, I struggle with it too, because as someone that uses medical equipment and, and there's medical equipment out there that would be very beneficial to me, but insurance looks at it as, it's not a necessity. Right. So, but who's that person telling you or me what is a necessity? Right. Exactly. Like if it's going to better my life so that the insurance company doesn't have to pay for something down the road. Right. Wouldn't you want to be proactive instead of reactive? Right. But wheels, they'll cover Viagra so you can get a boner. Right. What the hell? Right. I mean, go ahead and get a boner, but don't cut off my fupa. Right, make right. me walk around with a fupa, but make sure you guys have your boners. Right. I'm not okay with that. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's something that I struggle with every day. Right. Uh, uh, from insurance and and by the way, can I just say now we're getting the real Alicia towards. Oh, the I'm end trying. Of, I'm trying to be appropriate. No, towards the end of the podcast, I'm getting the Alicia I wanted. To talk about boners? Well, not boners, but I, you know. I mean, I've been in airports before, and I've had guys come up, like old men, like in their 80s, with me and my kids telling me how great their penis pump works and how wonderful I've changed their life. Yeah. I'm like, what? I got my kids here. Right. Like, I don't care about your penis. That's a little too, that's a little too much TMI. Like, Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Or the guy that calls me at 2 a.m. and says he needs me to refill his Cialis because he just met a girl. Right. I'm like, dude, it's 2 a.m. What right. pharmacy's open? They're like, right. oh, CVS on Spencerport Road. Right. Like, seriously? It's so, so funny. So then they call it in, and I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm praying. I'm like, please, God, make his penis not work tonight. Right? Just give him a little taste of his own medicine. Right. You just woke me up out of bed to get laid. Excuse me. That's not okay. It's so funny, Alicia, because I say to my friends all the time, uh, I need to have a shirt made that says everything works okay. There, yeah. Because the amount of times I get asked that question is ridiculous. Listen, I can't tell you how many people feel the need to send me pictures. And if anyone on this podcast sends me pictures, I will expose you and put it on my Facebook page. After I'm on the Wee Show asking yeah. me what I can do to help them. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, uh, I never asked for that. Don't yeah. don't traumatize my eyes. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Speaking of all the things that you do over Vitalize, let's talk about that a little bit. Because at the beginning of the podcast, you had mentioned that you went to Vitalize uh, to do some weight loss. So I did. It, were you working with them at the time? 
So I was in Batavia running the urology department, but I kind of helped set up Vitalize. Okay. Um, I've always kind of helped from behind the scenes. Um, I couldn't clearly be the face of Vitalize with the way I looked like, you know, I mean, again, right. I, I hate to put it that way, but it was a wellness center. How right. am I displaying wellness at 300 pounds, right? right. I wasn't. So um, I, I came over there full time about five years ago um, okay. when I left Batavia. We've evolved. We've just recently moved. We've grown so much. We've just moved to our new location, 4,000 square feet in the corner of Clover and Monroe. Okay. Um, we have a nurse practitioner. We have Jason still, the PA, who actually started the business um, back with Dr. Madab 10 years ago. Um, Dr. Jennifer Mulberry is our medical director. Okay. Melissa is our general manager. I'm the clinical coordinator. Um, I've got Jessica and Wendy as estheticians. Um, my BFF, Rachel, is a chiropractor who works out of there. So all we've these, really, really all grown. All these phenomenal women I could have met if we just got me out of the car. We just left you in the car. I'm, yeah. You know what? You are going to. I'm going to stop over. I'm going to stop over say hello to everyone. You have to. You have I'm to come stop. check out the new digs. And yeah. we even have new machines. We've got the, we've got the Evolve, which yeah. is, um, it's for fat trimming. Tony. Yeah, it's, very, it's very bougie, right? And uh, tightening. It's, Everything about me and what I do is bougie wheels. It's it's uh, Kim Kardashian has put her stamp on it, right? Yeah. So Kim Kardashian just did the Morpheus Eight, which is like the micro needling on the face. That so sounds it's painful. It, it. I'm not gonna lie. If you don't have numbing cream, it's not pleasant. Mm -hmm. But it really does some really cool things for skin tightening and acne. Um, excessive underarm sweating, like up until now, really there was, there's Botox that you could do for that, but that's like a thousand units of Botox or I'm sorry, a hundred units of Botox. So it's a hundred units of Botox at $13 a unit. I mean, this is like a procedure that can now stop that excessive sweating for you. Right. And then the other machine is tone tight and, um, trim. Uh -huh. So it will actually, it, you put this like the machine on your belly or on your butt and it's like if you did 20,000 push or um crunches or squats so you literally see your abdomen like see contracting i need it on my butt alicia i need I, it on I my listen, butt because I know. as a guy that doesn't walk i need some butt muscles back there i can give you an ass wheels just to hold up the pants that's all i want i know listen i just since I turned 40, somehow developed an ass because my pants never stayed up either because I was just straight down. Right. And it's like I turned 40 and now you're and I get here. an ass. Well, I don't know how it happened. I get an ass. So my last my last question, because I can't believe this hour has flown right by. And, I know. And I want you to check out for Alicia on, on an upcoming uh podcast maybe because we're we're talking about doing something with a friend of alicia's and maybe we'll maybe we're going to get a, a friend of hers in and so it might be uh a, 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 my my good friend mary elizabeth from mark and me and wax it all and what not like two better people to talk about sex and 
waxing and penis and vaginas. Let's go. This is, I'm ready to do it tomorrow. Let's get her on tomorrow. I don't know if you can handle it, Wheels. I don't know, I don't know if you can either. handle it. Don't know if I could either, but it's going to be fun. It'll be, uh, I think we'll get a lot of, we'll get some good information, but I think it'll also be uh, funny at the same time. Because Listen, I think we have some stories. When I go in there, the stories that we could tell, oh my God, we could write a book. So we are going to do that. And um, and that's going to be coming up soon because now I'm excited and can't wait to do it. Uh, but my last question for you, because now you're working at Vitalize and Vitalize is one of the places where it all started for you with your weight loss journey. Do you ever just, I guess it's not even a Vitalize question. It's just part of it. Do you ever just like, do you ever get to take a moment and sit back and say, look at what I've done and, and like, was there a moment where it finally sank in or are you so afraid of going back to who you used to be that you can't even let yourself appreciate where you've come in your journey? You know, it's, it, I don't think from a business aspect, from a vitalized aspect, I look at myself and I say, wow, look where I brought this. Um, from a personal aspect and a weight loss aspect, I still, like I said, I still struggle with that. Right. I still struggle with that. Yeah. I, I'm laughing because somebody just typed in the comments. Let me put it up here. Somebody just typed in the, this is getting funny. Keep going. Wheels, uh, they love us. I think they, they should offer us a gig. I'm calling iHeart tomorrow. Maybe they should. We could do like, I don't know, the nooners. No, that's that's tools. We can't that's do nooners. Cool. Yeah, maybe we could do like a Saturday morning type show. Oh, God. <laughs> Wheels, when am I supposed to sleep? I mean, sleep, you can sleep when you're on the buffet table. I'm <laughs> I, I'll sleep when I'm on the buffet table. That's right. <laughs> right. Right. Nobody needs sleep. Right. Well, and that's right, too, because if we just do radio, then I can I don't have to make myself look like this. I could just put a ponytail on top of my head and no makeup and roll out of bed in PJs. Sweetheart, I wear my pajamas every Friday morning. Well, hey, it's it's like dress down Friday. Right. Exactly. Exactly. No, we're going to do this again because this was funny. And I and I feel like I wanted to tell the more serious side of this because I think it's an important for people to to that struggle with weight to see some positivity and to also know that there were some ups and downs along the way and that you still deal with those ups and downs and so uh i think that was important but uh the next podcast we do it's gonna be we're gonna take, we're gonna take the gloves off it'll be 18 and over and uh and uh we're going to talk waxing and everything. Listen, she has some stories that even make me blush. Listen, waxing, can I, I'll just say this. As I get older, there is hair things growing out of parts of my body that I didn't even know. Hair Wait, Wheels, you know how we injected Wheeze online or on, with his penis? You yes. should let us wax you online. Uh, okay, we could do that. Get all up in your goodies. We could do that. 
Uh, it's a date. Can, can we do the nose? That's where I struggle the most. I love the nose. If you go to my Instagram, you'll see me doing my nose. I love it. I do it all the time. I walk around looking like a walrus with two popsicle sticks up my nose. Does it hurt, though? I feel like it would hurt. It only hurts when you, like, start to pull, and then you kind of, like, wimp out, so your hand comes off the stick, and you do, like, a partial pull. All right. You really got to make sure you grip it good and rip. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. I've already got ideas for the next podcast. Here's what we're, not the next podcast, but when I have you back on, here's what we're going to do. Since COVID is, and I don't want to say it's over, it's not, it's still out there, but since we're relaxing and people can get together and all that stuff, I think what we should do is we'll set up the camera at, uh, I don't where maybe I'll come to your house and then you girls can just. We'll wax you on my kitchen table. On the kitchen table. There you go. <laughs> Can we put food around you too? Sure. Okay. Sure. Sounds. We'll call it waxing with wheels. Waxing with wheels on Wednesday. <laughs> I got to get shirts made now. That's right. I got to get shirts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's enough of us being silly. You'll get more of that in the in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I can't wait to get my nose done, though. I'm excited. And your nose, your ears. Um. Yeah, my ears. Yeah, I'm excited about all of that. I really am. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another uh, very entertaining and very informative uh, Wednesdays with Wheels with my good friend Alicia. Alicia, always great to see you. Great to see you. Thank you for having me. It was truly an honor to be on the show with you. It was, it was a blast, and we're going to do it again. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Wednesdays with Wheels. We'll be back next Wednesday with another great guest. It may be recorded. It may not. We're sort of flying by the seat of my pants that don't stay up on my ass. Uh, so we're going to give you an asset vitalized mind and body. Right. I'm going to stop over there. I'm Monroe Ave in Clover, 2900 yeah. Monroe Ave. There you can see she's always she's always working for the company. That's give right. 287-5299. You can call me. Give that girl and a raise. I can raise give you right a booty. There. Give that girl a raise. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.